You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone. I am so excited. I have one of my cousins on the line, not my real cousin, (laughs) y'all. But Jamila Souffrant is on. And if that name sounds familiar, she has the Journey to Launch podcast, which is amazing. You should subscribe. But she is here to talk to us about her financial journey and then how that ties into a book that she has coming out. So, hey, Jamila, how are you? Hi, Tiffany. Thanks for having me on. I'm great. Yes, no problem. I am honored to have you. So let's hop right in. Let's start with your financial journey. What did that look like for you? Like when you first started, you were like, you know what, Jamila, you need to get yourself in order. (laughs) What did that look like for you? So I feel like for like many people, when it comes to money, you don't really pay attention until you need to pay attention. And so I would say that for a majority of my life, I was doing okay, working in corporate America in my 20s, didn't really love my job, wanted to have more freedom, but didn't know how I can attain that, didn't know how I could not work because I needed money. And I had a pretty long commute commuting from Brooklyn to New Jersey. So when I was now in my early 30s, pregnant with my first child, and now had this commute still I was like, no, this cannot be my life. I knew I wanted more kids. And so it was in those moments, especially this one particular day where it took me hours to get home that I said, I can't do this. And so I Googled, how do I quit my job? How do I retire early? How do I reach financial independence? I didn't really know what these things meant. I just knew I wanted freedom. And it led me down the rabbit hole of finding financial independence, retire early, the FIRE movement. And I started to listen to podcasts, read blogs, learn from what I was gaining from that content, apply it to my own finances, where I was able to save and invest $169,000 in two years. And it prompted me to start my own platform to share my journey to reach financial independence and then help others do the same thing. So that's kind of what prompted me is this commute that I didn't love, starting a family and knowing that I needed to make a change. I think it was really nice that I did or was able to listen to other people who were on the journey through the podcast. This is the beauty of social media in a lot of ways where it can be negative for a lot of reasons. It's really great that we have podcasts and blogs we can read of other people who we might have not ever have met, but they're sharing stories and, you know, hopefully they're factual and they're not scammers. But for the most part, <laughs> it's seeing that other people are doing something. And so I after binging on all the podcasts and reading the blogs, saw everyday people living a life of more freedom and they were able to do something. And so that encouraged me. I have a mindset that if one can do it, I can be two. If none can do it, I can be one. And I think that's been my actual strongest asset is my mindset in believing I can do things even when they're hard, even when I'm failing in the moment. And so discovering financial independence, calculating my fire number was overwhelming but I saw other people doing it. And if not, if they can do it, why couldn't I figure something out? I had a lot of privileges in, you know, certain aspects. I had a good job. I had a a partner who also worked. And so, you know, I'm one to deal with the cards that I'm dealt and said, how can I use these cards in my favor? So understanding that, understanding that what was the worst that could happen, I would either just stay working in my current job if I do nothing else, if I change nothing, or I can make these changes to my life and be in a better position is what got me started and excited. And even though, like I said, there were times when I was overwhelmed, I just thought there was nothing that I could lose from attempting the journey, which is what I talk about in the book that I do believe this is a journey everyone should be on. 
Yes. And, you know, speaking of this book that you have coming out soon, very soon, actually next week, I do want to dive into that and the reason why you wrote the book. So why did you feel that the book was important to write? I've always enjoyed writing. Well, at least as a kid growing up and I got away from that as I became an adult and had responsibilities. But the podcast was my main source. The Journey to Launch podcast was my main source of content and how I got my information out into the world. And I knew that a book was the next evolution, the next step, because one, not everyone listens to podcasts and the podcast, you know, it's over 300 episodes. There's a lot of content and information in there, but I wanted to, to, to have a guide for someone that they can pick up and flip to what they need, read the book from front to back, but also can go back to it. It could be a reference point and guide and could be something that compiles all the frameworks, all the concepts that I talk about into something that can be easily followed, which is not always the case with a podcast. And so I just think the, the book was the next thing that I needed to do in order to get my work into the world or to help more people at least achieve the freedom that I've achieved so far and even to get to this point where they have ultimate financial independence. For sure, for sure. So let's get into the juiciness um, because <laughs> we've had the people waiting. They're like, okay, y'all be talking, y'all talking about this book, but what is in this book? So if you can give us just a little bit, not all, but just a little bit of what people can expect when they pick up the Your Journey to Financial Freedom book. Yeah. So I wrote a book that I wish I would have picked up or found in my 20s. And then also the book that I wish I would have had on at the start of my journey, because so many people don't understand the concept or realize that financial independence is a thing that it's possible to attain and to achieve. But then how does one get there depending from where they're starting? Everyone has a different starting point. And so I wanted to break down the journey into something that someone else can take. So take the steps and things I've done, but to apply it to your own life and finances. And most importantly, how do you enjoy the journey? That's my biggest thing. And so the book is broken out into four parts. Part one is all about the what, why, and how of financial independence. So it breaks down some of my concepts, things like the five journey or stages you need to go through to reach financial independence, the FI formula, what that is and why you need to know it in order to reach any of your goals. The second part now is about creating your financial independence plan. Because Tiffany, like you just said, a lot of people hear this concept and they're like, okay, that sounds good, but how do I get there from where I am? And so I'm helping you break down what it takes to reach this goal of financial independence. It's your initial plan. We're getting the numbers together. We're calculating. We are making this initial plan for you that you can follow. The third part of the book is now we're taking action so that you can get to your ultimate goal. But of course, things change. And the biggest thing about my story, I believe, is that I started to change things or my mind changed about what my journey would look like once I started, which I think happens for a lot of people. So then you need to go back and adjust the way you do things. Mm -hmm. How do you go back and forth with that and still enjoy the journey and reach your destination? And then the fourth part is all about enjoying the journey, because like I said, I think a lot of how we frame financial independence seems like a journey of deprivation and sacrifice. And while there is some parts of hard work and effort and changes you need to make, I strongly believe that it does not have to be one that is not enjoyable. I mean, the biggest, the journey is the best part. The journey is the longest part. And while a lot of it is external work to get to these external goals, I believe a lot of the work is internal. And so how do you get to a point where you're enjoying the sacrifices you're making because you're creating a better life for yourself, not just in the future, but actually right now, today? 
Mm, I love that because I think sometimes we get so like dead set, especially in the personal finance space on, oh, my gosh, you got to reach fire or, oh, my gosh, you have to have financial independence or, oh, my gosh, you know, I need to pay off my debt, whatever insert financial goal here. And we forget to live life. So I love that you inputted that in your book. Um, It's all about the journey, not just about the destination. No, the journey. Listen, you I feel like there's so many people, whether we can look from the outside in on celebrities or people who seem to have a lot of money or people we know who seem to be well off or at least decently financially okay, and they're not happy or, you know, you can have all the money, but still not feel adequate or secure. And so I think a lot of what we're trying to do with our finances involves external effort and our metrics and things you have to measure. But so much of it is not that it's internal. It's how we feel. Uh, it's it's how we view the world because not every situation is going, even if you have the money, it's not going to be perfect or solves all your problems. And I, my biggest thing is how do you enjoy this so that no matter what happens or how long it takes you, you can say you lived a good life, um, especially nowadays with everything happening and the world in shambles. It's important that we take back and take control of our freedom. We can't allow external circumstances to dictate what our freedom is. So, yes. And I also love to that point how you said going back to adjust as your life changes, because I think that's another part that people miss sometimes is that you can always adjust based on what happened. So to give you an example, you know, think about COVID that threw a lot of people's financial lives for a loop. And if you're holding yourself to the same standard that you had pre-COVID, you may start feeling, um, you know, disappointed, like you aren't reaching where you should be in your mind. And so I love that you said, and you have that in the book, that going back to adjust and make those tweaks is important to your journey as well. Yeah, you need to recalibrate. I mean, also what happens, this is the beauty of the journey, is that, yes, you're trying to get out of debt and you're building your assets. And eventually one day, hopefully not having to work for anyone else, you make a decision on what you do, right? And that is the goal. But what happens is who you become on the journey, all the experiences you have, the skill sets you need to to build, the habits you need to form, the mindset you need to adopt. And so once you start down the path, you can't help but level up personally or just intellectually or emotionally when it comes to your finances, just and outside of your finances. And with that, your mind can change. So for me, when I first started my journey, I thought, okay, I'll work in corporate America. I'll continue to get this six-figure income so I can invest the most of it and I'll reach my goal early. But as I started and as I, you know, we were able to save all that money and invested, I realized that this was not sustainable. I don't want to work in corporate America for the next five years doing all these things. I'd rather quit my job, maybe take a pay cut. And my journey takes longer because I don't have this guaranteed income and now I'm building a business. But if it means I can enjoy my journey and I have flexibility, I have the benefits of financial freedom so I can pick my kids up, take them to their events, do what I want to do in the day, that's worth it to me. But I wouldn't have known that or had the ability to make that decision unless I started the journey. And so my mind changed in what I was willing to do, how intense I wanted to get as I was going on the path. And even today, my, I'm not the same person I'll be in five or 10 years in my mind or next week, honestly. So my mind can change. And I, I just want to make sure that people are 
aware that it's okay if it does your mind changes because your circumstances changes and your needs and desires change, which will then adjust anything that you're doing for your financial plan. For sure, for sure. And I've gone through a similar situation where I was like, you know what, I would rather take this pay cut and do it slowly than to, um, you know, not be fulfilled in where I was. And so I can definitely resonate with that. And one more thing that you said that I wanted to kind of zero in on as well is you mentioned the five journey or stages. So if you could briefly give us what those stages entail. Yes. So Ultimately, there are five journey or stages based on my own experience and then the experience of people who've reached financial independence and um, experts that I've also interviewed. And they are stage one is what I call the explorer stage. That's the stage in which you're trying to reach stability, financial stability. In this stage, you may not be able to pay for all of your expenses without going into the red or uh, putting things on credit cards. And so you're initially just trying to get to stability and just pay your expenses Stage two, after you get from that stage, is the cadet stage that is working on debt freedom. And so consumer debt, you're trying to get rid of that in that stage. Once you get out of consumer debt, which includes your credit cards, car loans, any debt you want to actually include, I don't typically include your mortgage or student loan there because they can be very high and take decades to pay off. Then you move to stage three, which is your aviator stage. This is where you're working on financial security. And so in this stage, you've paid off your financial, your debts, and you can focus on saving and investing more aggressively than you did in the past stages. The stage after that is stage four. It's the commander stage. It's my favorite stage, actually, maybe because it's the stage I'm in. It's the work flexibility stage where you can have flexibility about your work. It doesn't mean you never have to work again. You know, but you could take breaks. You can walk away from situations that don't serve you from a job. You can maybe take a pause to raise a family, travel the world, but work becomes flexible. And then stage five is the ultimate stage. That's where you reach complete financial independence. That's your captain stage. And, you know, as you can see, the five stages, how long it takes you to get through them can depend on a multitude of factors like your income, expenses, responsibilities. And so it's going to look different for everyone. But I, found that breaking the journey down in these five stages allows people to see where they are and then also realize that there's sprints. Like the the journey to financial independence is a big marathon, but then within them, there are sprints. But just because you are still on the journey or in within these stages doesn't mean you can't have more freedom in the stage. And so you can have more freedom even if you have debt because you are working to pay it off. And so that's one of the biggest things I try to encourage people on is Yes, ultimate financial independence is the goal, but there's so much joy and freedom and options within each stage that you accumulate, you know, like in a video game, the coins you pick up as you go. So it's beneficial to you to start the journey because there's no way you can fail because you have to go through the stages and be in a better position than if you didn't start. I absolutely love that. First of all, I love how all the stages have a journey (laughs) theme. That is so awesome. But also I love that it's applicable to anyone in any stage that they're in. So they can take those stages and say, you know what, this sounds most like me. Or, you know, I might not have all the parts of this stage, but this is the closest to me. And so I love that it's applicable for pretty much everybody at all ages, stages and um, incomes. And so Jamila, with that being said, because we can't give it all away to the people (laughs) right here. We got to get the, you know, get the book. (laughs) So So 
how would people be able to find the book? When does, well, first, when does it come out? Second, where would they be able to find it? And third, how can they find you and support you if they're interested? Yeah. So the book officially comes out December 5th, 2023. But even if you're listening to it before that, this podcast before that date, you can buy it now and you'll get it shipped on that week of December 5th. You can go to your journey to financial freedom.com. That is the home of the book. And you see all the places you can buy it. So anywhere online, Amazon, Target, Barnes and Noble, bookshop.org. And then in person, when it's in bookstores, you can get it at your local bookstore and Barnes and Nobles, et cetera. But you can follow me at journey to launch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm even on TikTok, but I'm still figuring that out. So, (laughs) but I'm mostly active on Instagram. (laughs) And this is what I say. I think, you know, I call anyone on this path with me a journeyer. And so I love to meet and interact with new journeyers who are either, whether it's just you're beginning your journey, you're just finding out about this, or you're a little further along, because I think that the journey is one that while it's an individual journey, a lot of it does take community and seeing people doing the things you want to do. So, you know, come over and join me as a journeyer as we launch to <laughs> what I say is financial independence, but just living your best life. And I do really believe that it's everyone's right and ability to reach more freedom, the freedom that they so desire in their mind and their hearts. And I hope that this book, I know that this book will help you do it. You just have to just pick it up and read it and, and do the work. Yes. Come on, best <laughs> life. Uh, well, I will make sure that I have all of Jamila's links in the show notes. So definitely check that out. And also, y'all know I'm full of surprises. I'll be doing a giveaway for one of her books. So make sure you check those show notes, click on the link and enter because you may be the one who wins Yay. the book. <laughs> so thank you. Right, <laughs> Jamila didn't did even it. know I was going to do that, y'all. <laughs> So thank you so much, Jamila, for coming on the podcast and sharing more about your book and ways that people can reach that financial freedom. Thank you for having me, Tiffany. This was great. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient.